Luke 2, verses 8 through 20. The Shepherds and Angels. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by the sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Glory to God. Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth. Peace on earth. To those, to those with whom, with whom God, is, God pleased. is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Oh, isn't that awesome? That's great. And there's a, there's a couple of them here. Thanks for doing that, guys. Way down there, there's Iris. You guys, you guys are, you know, Leslie says online, Iris and Eloise for the win. So adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that. That was a complete surprise for me, and uh, I hope that you enjoyed that too. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to dismiss the kids for DC Kids. I haven't Woo! said that in so long. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have a, uh, a room set aside for DC Kids Ministry, so if you uh, come and join us online, we're, uh, we're gonna, we have a place for them uh, each morning that we're here. All right, so we're in our series called God With Us. I feel like I'm going to need to turn just a little bit this way and spill my water everywhere. And for those of you who know uh, a little bit about my story the last few months, I'm going to be sitting through my preaching because my back is a little sore and it's much easier for me to preach while I'm sitting than standing. So um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to tell you a story. Anybody up for a story? Yeah? I'd like to tell you the story of one of the angels, the angel Gabriel. It's called An Angel's Story. 
Surprise, surprise. Gabriel, I left my post and I walked through the throne room door of heaven. And whenever I hear the Lord say my name, it still brings me and stirs me into a place of honor. I stepped through the throne room door and onto my left, there was the table with the Lord's book of life. And then I walked past the book of life and I stood in front of the Lord, my God, and I said to him, yes, Lord. And he looked at me and he said, you have served the kingdom well. You have not uh, waned in your zeal. You have not flinched in your duty. You are an honored and trusted servant of mine. Well, I, I bowed my head and I was so stirred and honored. I closed my wings in front of me and bowed before the Lord and said, I am your servant. I will do whatever you ask a thousand times over. I will do whatever you want. Of that I have no doubt, he said to me. And then his voice changed into something of regret or maybe concern, and I wasn't quite sure. He looked at me and he said, but your greatest work is yet to come. You have a message to bring to the earth, a message to my people, specifically a message to a woman named Mary. And she lives among my chosen people. But I said to the Lord, how will I know who she is? And he said, you'll know. I'm sending you and you'll know who it is. Well, I couldn't comprehend God's plan. That's not my, my purpose. My purpose is to obey, much like it is yours. Sometimes you will not know what God's plan is. And so I did as I was bid, and I went, and I flew into the clouds on, a, on a, an upwind lift of praise and glory to God, and I flew through the clouds. And when I came over the town where she lived... I knew her right away. I knew her because her heart was so pure. I knew because she had no shadow in her soul. She had been righteous before God. I made my descent and I said to her, Mary, I didn't want to say it too loud because whenever people meet angels, they get scared. And she looked around, and I realized that I haven't revealed myself to her yet, so I, I passed my wings over in front of me, and I was incarnated in that moment for her to see. And I said, don't be afraid, Mary. Well, the minute I spoke, she looked spooked and looked up at the sky again and then looked around and was amazed that I was there. And I said, greetings, be God, God be with you. Well, her eyes just were turned white, and, and she tried to run and hide in the doorway. I said, Mary, Mary, you don't have anything to fear. Honestly, I'm not here to harm you. You have found favor with God. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High God. And God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will rule the house of Jacob forever and ever and ever. And I know she was listening, but she had a puzzled look on her face. And she looked at me and she said, how is this going to happen? 
I've never slept with anyone before. Before I spoke, I, I looked up into heaven and I looked to see that the Heavenly Father was standing and giving his blessing for what I was going to say next. I looked at Mary and I said, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. And the power of the Most High will hover over you. And it will bring forth a child. And he will be called the Son of God. Emmanuel. Well, Mary looked up at me and then looked up into the sky. And she did so for such a long time that I thought maybe that she was able to see what I saw in heaven. But I knew that couldn't be. Because what I saw in heaven was the angels of the heavenly hosts standing and waiting to see what Mary would say. Mary had to choose to follow and be obedient. Did she see the angels? Did she see the heavens open? I I don't know, but I do know that when she looked back, she was smiling at me. Yes. Yes, I see it all now. I am the Lord's servant. I will do what the Lord asks. Let it be with me just as you say. (laughs) And as she spoke, a light appeared in her womb. The king of heaven walked over and he went to the book that was in the throne room of heaven as I looked up and I saw him go over to that table and he took the book and he looked off to his right and he said, Satan, come here. Deceiver, come here and read the name of the one that is written here in this book. The one who is going to storm the gates of hell the one that is God with us, Emmanuel. And like a wary wolf, he got off his haunches and he came close to the book. He walked in a wide circle and came close to the book. And as he looked at it, he became puzzled and and he said only one word. He said, Emmanuel? And then he spoke in a tone of disbelief, God with us? For the first time, his hooded head turned and looked straight at the Heavenly Father. And he said, no, no, not even you could do something like this. You wouldn't go this far. You'd never believe me, Satan. But Emmanuel, that's just bizarre. You know what it's like on earth. You know what I've done on that planet. You don't know how dark I've made it. You don't know how putrid it is. You don't know how evil it is. And the Lord held his hand and the devil was quiet. And he looked at the devil and looked at Mary and he looked at me and he said, it is mine. And I will reclaim what is mine. I will become flesh and I will feel what my creatures, the created ones that I have made, I will feel what they feel and I will see what they see. But what about their sin? The devil said. I'll bring mercy. What about their death? And God says, I will give life. And Satan stood speechless. And God spoke. I love my children. 
I'll never make them do anything that they don't want to do. But love takes away fear. And Emmanuel will leave behind a tribe of fearless children. Amen? He will leave behind a tribe of people that will not fear your hell. And Satan stepped back at that thought and almost in a childish tone said, they will too. I will take away all their sin. I will take away death. And without sin and death, you will have no power. Well, Satan started pacing in a circle. His hands clenching and releasing. And and finally he stopped and asked the question that I was thinking as well. Why? Why would you do this? And in the father's deep and soft voice, he said, because I love them. Well, in a moment, in a flash, I was in a wreath of light. A necklace of diamonds were around this structure that we were standing in. The angel had been called from his post, pardon me, every angel had been called from their posts all across the galaxy, and they were now standing around the stable waiting for the moment to arrive. Even Michael, the archangel, came, and he stood by. No doubt God uh, would do something that we could not imagine could be done, that somehow Emmanuel, God, was going to be with them. (laughs) There was Joseph. I've heated the water, Mary. Mary said, Joseph, you don't have to yell. I'm right here. I hear you just fine. And when Joseph (laughs) looked around, it was a lot smaller space than he had originally imagined this little stable. But the innkeeper was right. It was clean and it was ready. And I started to think to myself, well, I, it's a little small space. I, I should clear out the animals that are in here and give them a little bit more room. But Michael, the archangel, said, no, our father wants all creation to witness this moment. Well, Mary cried out, grabbed Joseph's arm and grabbed the manger with the other, lifted her abdomen and groaned in pain and then arched her back and we knew that the moment had just arrived. It's time. Mary looked back at him and looked at the water and said, yes, it's time. Within moments, the awaited one was born. I was privileged to have a position just behind Michael as he watched and smiled. And as we all smiled as angels, we had waited for this day once God had announced it. Joseph placed some hay in the feeding loft and put the child there. And there he was, all of God in that little child. All of the glory of God now shining forth from this child's little face and coming brightly through his hands. The glory and the majesty of God was now shining forth in this little child. 
all of the throne room of heaven, all of the angels standing around began to want to praise God. But we'd seen songs before, like songs when God created the world and, and they just roll off our lips now because we know them so well. And songs when people believed in God and followed him and songs in the future when men and women will follow Jesus himself. But at this moment, no one had ever sung this song. No one had ever sung this song before. At that moment, a wonderful thing happened. As we looked at the baby Jesus, darkness lifted. It wasn't the darkness of night. The mystery was revealed. The darkness of the mystery, heaven's enlightenment, engulfed the legions of angels. And in our minds, we began to understand God's plan, the truth that we had never known before. We became aware for the first time the Father's plan to rescue those who bear his name. And we praised God. The book of Luke tells the story this way. The shepherds were staying in the fields nearby, watching over their flocks of sheep, and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and said, the radiance of God's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel assured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. Listen to this verse. Read it on the screen. It says, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in the city of David. Can you imagine what the angels must have thought when a human being contained all the glory of God? How could this be even possible? How is it even imaginable that the glory of God could be contained in this human vessel? And all of us throughout the centuries, even down to today, must take stock at some moments and recognize that God himself became like you and me. You are so close to me right now. You are sitting just so far away from me that for some of you, I can almost reach out and grab you. And that's how close God is to us. That God can be with us in our moments of everyday joy and everyday sorrow. When children cry and need to go out of the room. <laughs> or when old men fall asleep in their chairs. George is, George is awake. He was awake. I wasn't, wasn't picking on him. He was, he's awake. In verse 12, it says, And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angels were joined by a vast host of others, the heavenly armies, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. Say it with me. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Is God pleased with you? God looks at each and every one of you, those who have decided to follow Jesus, and his, our Heavenly Father sees you through the death and resurrection of His Son, Jesus. You are holy. 
we live this side of earth, getting ready for the next life to come, this side of heaven, getting ready for the next life to come. And we are called to live out this holiness, the glory of God in such a way that we can praise and honor God in everything that we do. The angels were overwhelmed with the glory of God. The majesty, Emmanuel, God with us. It was such a mighty moment. But I want you to understand what's going on behind the scenes as well. It's one of the reasons why a couple of weeks ago I spoke to you about the passage in the book of Revelation that when we pull back the curtain of uh, reality in this life and into the spiritual realm, we recognize that there is a dragon who is evil and who is ugly and a woman who is beautiful and ready to give birth. That in this moment, the dragon wants to consume the child. The devil himself wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And yet the child is spared and she is whisked. She and the child are whisked away to be protected until the time when Christ would conquer death and sin and evil. This child in a manger, Luke and Matthew tell us this wonderful, beautiful story of this warm, beautiful glow and Mary's round, beautiful face and the baby in the manger. And, and sometimes we neglect to recognize the drama that is going on. You see, when the devil wasn't able to take the child, he turned his focus to you and me. You and me. In this life, we will have to deal with the devil until we get to the next life. But God looks at you and me and reminds us on Christmas Day that God is with us, that he is Emmanuel, the one that we can look to in all things. And this whole series, I've been thinking about this little phrase, this page of words from this spoken word poet, uh, Charles Spurgeon. I mean, if you've ever never read Charles Spurgeon before, he was like the early spoken word poet. And he just said these beautiful things about God and about life and about uh, our relationship with him. And I want to end this message with uh, someone reading this, and it's going to be on video here. It's just this beautiful reminder over these last few weeks that hell's terror is in the name of Emmanuel. That it's uh, the, the sufferer's uh, ointment, the sufferer's balm, the sufferer's hope when we hear the name Emmanuel. And it is the a name Emmanuel that gives us honor and praise and gives us the glory of God so that we can praise him in what we do and to him and for him in all that we do. Amen. Let's watch this. It's just so good. May God teach you the meaning of that name, Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, it is wisdom's mystery, God with us. Sages look at it and wonder. Angels desire to see it. The plumb line of reason cannot reach halfway into its depths. The eagle wings of science cannot fly so high 
and the piercing eye of the vulture of research cannot see it. God with us. It is hell's terror. Satan trembles at the sound of it. His legions fly apace. The black-winged dragon of the pit quails before it. Let Satan come to you suddenly and do you but whisper the word God with us and back he falls, confounded and confused. Satan trembles when he hears that name. God with us. It is the laborer's strength. How could he preach the gospel? How could he bend his knees in prayer? How could the missionary go into foreign lands? How could the martyr stand at the stake? How could the confessor acknowledge his master? How could men labor if that one word were taken away? God with us is the sufferer's comfort is the balm of his woe, is the alleviation of his misery, is the sleep that God gives to his beloved, is the rest after exertion and toil. God with us is eternity's sonnet, is heaven's hallelujah, is the shout of the glorified, is the song of the redeemed, is the chorus of angels, and is the everlasting oratorio of the great orchestra of the sky.